Hello everyone, welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode with Jason Dick is all about the Chicago Bears. Well, not all about. It's somewhat about the Chicago Bears' uh, Week 5 victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I didn't see that coming. The majority of odds makers did not see this coming. It was a weirdly good game. The the first quarter, not, not good for the Bears. Uh, second quarter, pretty interesting for the Bears. Third quarter, weird. Fourth quarter, very good for the Bears. Uh, it was a weird weird game is tom brady done is he is he over now i predicted that the chicago bears would end tom brady's career but this is not what i meant it was a very what's another word for weird it was very odd game 2020 is odd and that is why we now have a patreon account please consider donating it you me them everybody.com there are tears there uh we used to do this as a live show we've done a few hundred live shows jason was on a few of those not a few hundred but a handful of those live shows and um, those shows are usually held in bars because I, I really love love bars. I love people uh, congregating in bars and, and, and discussing things. And, and, and that's not doable anymore. And if you came to one of those shows, thank you. And a lot of you have offered to buy me beers at those shows. And I would always say, no, thank you, because the bar would take care of us. That's the, that's the whole point of doing the show at the bar, you know. And uh, that's not happening anymore because we're not having any shows in bars before. So if you think about it, if you could donate what you were already willing to spend on a beer for me, you know what? I'll go buy that beer now and drink it not with you because it's COVID time. Bear down. Who is your team? So this is kind of complicated because I did not grow up with a team in Arizona. I'm, I'm that old. Um, we got the Cardinals. We stole them from St. Louis uh, or the Bidwell family fled St. Louis, depending on your perspective. Uh, when I was in high school, so I didn't have like very strong feelings about them. I kind of liked the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. That was the um, Jim Hart slash Neil Lomax years. Uh, Otis Anderson uh, when he was a uh, a Cardinal, but and I didn't have any. I didn't have any like big love for them. Kind of like I don't have a huge love for the Diamondbacks because mm-hmm. we got the Diamondbacks after I'd moved to DC. Uh, <clears throat> so um, I I kind of grew up at, like rooting for for teams that kind of caught my eye in i think a cool era of the nfl in the, in the late 70s and early 80s so i liked the houston oilers i liked the pittsburgh steelers i liked the san diego chargers they're all like fun teams to watch uh my dad rooted for the redskins and the vikings uh i don't know why <laughs> okay um I, I mean the redskins certainly were a pretty cool team back then um the you know what is now known as the washington uh football team uh you know they had john riggins and art monk and you know this like kind of fun you know hot offense and great offensive line and i don't know it was just a team but i i didn't i didn't they didn't really like click with me um and then you know i moved out to dc i just never that that indifference towards washington's pro football team sort of continued i just i i i had uh and it, it wasn't even explicitly about the name either it, it was just that like they they just kind of like they leave you a, a meh you know so so now I'm, I'm still sort of a person without a team um because uh i i like new orleans so much mm-hmm. uh, as a city i've kind of gravitated towards the saints i've been that was the last game i went to uh last year uh my my wife Fawn and I went to a, a Saints uh, Saints Falcons game, like a big rivalry, and it was just so much fun, you know, because 
you know, the area around the Superdome, you know, just leads right into the central business district. Yeah. So it's, it's not just the area around the Superdome that's this like super fun party, but like the whole area around it. And it just feels very New Orleanian. Yeah. So I, I dig, I, I really dig them as much as I have a team. That's, mm-hmm. that's my team. Other than the quarterback, there's still a pretty easy team to root for because even their scandal was pretty much just, we want to beat the other team into submission. Right. Their scandal wasn't weren't cheating. It's we want to destroy you as a human being. And a lot of people like that. Right. Yeah. The 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 coach, you know, paid out bounties for for people. And which actually I mean, the 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 New Orleans, you know, kind of kind of attitude about it too was they I mean kind of summed up I think in a in a fun kind of t shirt that I found years ago. Uh, on on Magazine Street, which was a a, a visage of Boba Fett, and it just says you know sure. uh, Saint Saints Wars bounty hunter, you know something like that. I mean, it was just like uh, you know, it, and again, it's a violent sport. I mean, it's it's like ridiculous to not acknowledge that, but you're right. That was uh, a, a competitive scandal yeah. as opposed to a you know hiding CTE. <laughs> well, a fun scandal um, would be what's going on a lot of Bears shirts right now. The bootleg shirt that a lot of uh, Chicago Bears fans are c- contemplating buying is Big Nick Energy because uh, our new newish starting quarterback Nick Foles uh, reportedly has a large penis. So <laughs> that is the Big Nick Energy shirt. That's and uh, you know what's interesting, like it, it's sort of about Nick Foles too. Is that he? Speaking of like older time NFL quarterbacks, he looks like he could have been a quarterback in the seventies. You know, he's he's like I wouldn't say he's scrawny. I mean, he's a professional athlete. He's a you know he, he's a larger person than most people, but he doesn't look like you know he spends a ton of time in the gym. <laughs> he looks older than his thirty one years of age. Yeah, and yeah, that's like kind of nice. Yeah, it it he does look very like <clears throat> the I think part of the 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 thing that was kind of charming about a lot of professional sports, you know, is, is like rooting for them as a kid, like in in like you know the seventies and eighties, is that you know there was this certain point where there wasn't like a young adulthood as a as a category of human beings. You went from being like a student to being a man. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like there there was a very small transition period between wearing like t-shirts and jeans and, and then wearing a suit or, or like, you know, like something, to, you know, that wherever you work, like a working person's like outfit and, you know, people who are in their twenties look like people look in their like forties and fifties now. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> um, according to Wikipedia, Nick Foles is six, six and weighs 253 pounds. And I think both of those are, are fibs. Yeah. Cause I'm, well, I, you know, it's weird. I don't even know how much I weigh anymore um, because I haven't weighed myself in so long, um, having no access to the the weight uh, measurement device in my the gym in my my office building. But like at one point, like I had topped out at like six two, you know, six. I'm six three, and I was about two fifty, two fifty five, and and I looked like gigantic. Like yeah. I mean, I, I see photos of myself. And it's like those like shots in in movies where they don't get the perspective right with like somebody like Vince Vaughn or Will Ferrell and all the other people because Vince Vaughn and Will Ferrell are are big people and most everybody else who works in movies is not. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like Nick Foles doesn't look like I mean he might be six six, but mm. he doesn't look two hundred and fifty pounds. No, I mean he looks like so. he looks like he's six two, six three and like two twenty or so. 
yeah, I'd based go, on I'd watching the game that. last night. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was you said this was the first football game you watched this year. Yes, Did and you... it's the first football game I've seen in its entirety. Granted, I missed a couple minutes, uh, first couple minutes, and kickoff um, because I <laughs> was diverting around. Uh, a, a horrific accident on North Capitol Street really? uh, on the way up to your yeah to to uh, watch at your place, but um, but yeah, it, and it, anyway, yes, is is the first time in a long time. I don't even remember the last time I watched an entire like three three and a half hour game. Uh, before we go any further, we watched this outside, socially distanced. Uh, on a, yes, yeah. So this is the first time I've watched some a game with someone. Uh, since the Super Bowl, and the Super Bowl I watched with my wife, and she was barely paying attention, so that might not even count. <laughs> so, because the Super Bowl is like a, a secular holiday for Americans, it's kind of like going to church on Easter for some people. I am so <laughs> interested to see how this Super Bowl plays out. Not the game yeah. itself. I could. This is the year where I care the least amount who's playing and the most I'm interested in the logistics. Does that make sense? Yes, totally. Like, Anyways, what are they going to do? Like Super Bowl week? Exactly. I'm yeah. so so fascinated by it. There's so many options. Let's get back to last night. Um, Thursday night games are already weird. Uh, it's a newish tradition in the NFL. Did does it feel weird to you in any way to have a Thursday night game? Because, um, yeah, it's just not a historically uh, football night. I I feel like I'm used to it now. I mean, like there's such a saturation point for sports now that like you, you know we can. I I feel like we've entered this era and we've been in it for a while where almost any time you want to see a game, you can. So, <clears throat> I mean, the the years of um, you know having every game on Sunday packed in like you know like like in a parking lot in new mm-hmm. york city and then having monday night football is just it seems like a like a million years ago i was hoping that college would do the right thing i knew they wouldn't but i was hoping they would do the right thing and call off the season and allow the nfl to take over saturdays as well mm-hmm. because these are paid athletes paid professionals risking their lives versus unpaid so close to slavery it's not even it's what it is it's horrible and unfortunately that clearly didn't happen but i was hoping the nfl could do a thing where they essentially play thursday through monday that's the week let's spread this out and then if there's a covid infection which inevitably there was going to be and there is then you could play around with the schedule a little bit more to give teams that have outbreaks the most amount of time to heal and recover Kind of like Major League Baseball did, yeah. Well, I, no way. MLB did not do that. MLB is like, we're going to make it easier for a team that gets infected because they only have to play a bunch of seven-inning doubleheaders, and they both happen to make the playoffs. So, no, I right. disagree completely with what the MLB did. They're incredibly evil. Back to football, maybe a more evil organization? It's like, <laughs> it's neck and neck. Um, that's actually a better question. Like, yeah, maybe that's the better question. What's the more evil organization, the NFL or the MLB? Um, God, like how, how do you measure? I mean, it, it, it's, I feel like the, well, how about we hold on to that thought for a second and, and just consider the way that both the NFL and major league baseball players and unions and management have dealt with some of the broader societal issues, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, you know, baseball is arguably one of the more conservative like the, the 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 athletes themselves are probably the most conservative politically um in in professional sports um nfl is um a, i think a little bit more of a mix but like the nfl has been a little more you know forward about social justice issues for instance mm-hmm. than they were i mean like the 
the anthem is not an issue anymore. Um, you know, like the, that they've said, like, you know, like people, we're not going to, you know, look, look askance, you know, at, at people, uh, um, kneeling for the, for the anthem and so forth. And whereas I feel like baseball, they just did it. They, they did opening day and they're like, okay, we're done. We're, we're good now. Right. <laughs> That's true. Uh, and, and as you noted last night, when we were watching the game, the NFL uh, has been, I mean, they, they, we saw how many ads of like Pete Carroll and, and people like that, like talking about registering to vote. And, and again, not in the, not like go vote for Joe Biden or go vote for Donald Trump, but just registering to vote, like giving people like, you know, an idea of what their rights are, that if they're in line, they have to be counted. I mean, like that, I didn't see a whole lot of that with baseball. Um, I didn't so, see any I of it. It's, yeah. Also, so, this is the... October is cancer month. It used to just be breast cancer month, but now it's just cancer month for the NFL. Um, mm-hmm. Hence those psychedelic looking hats and uh, hoodies The and the Chuck Pajano ad. I can't pronounce his name. He's the defensive coordinator for Chicago Bears. He used to be the head coach of the Colts. doesn't matter. Right. Um, the point is, yes, all those are great valid points, but the ownership is just as Republican, just as right-leaning as MLB. Oh, because it's a bunch of rich white guys? Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget the owner of the Jaguars, who is not a right. white guy, who, is, who is, happens to also donate to Republican causes. Right, and is and is fabulously wealthy himself. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I've had this conversation a lot this year that NFL Films is probably not going to erase the end racism stuff in the end zone in the packages that are produced from this season in perpetuity. So if you're watching this game 40 years from now, which you might do, you're going to wonder why a bunch of helmets say end racism on the back of it. You might wonder why there's progressive messages on the field. And that's the kind of thing that I don't think could be overvalued or undervalued. Overvalued because kids do matter. and. We will all die, <laughs> and a new generation will see this and wonder what the hell was going on. Maybe we should follow their leads, and if anything, hopefully, the pendulum will keep swinging in, in a positive direction. And uh, I don't need to continue. Like that's it. I, the pendulum will swing in a positive direction. Right. Well, and and think about like where you know how far the NFL has come compared to the last you know like singularly tumultuous period in our history in 1968. Mm-hmm. I mean, like at that point you had a lot of athletes speaking out. I mean, you know, Muhammad Ali, um, you know, lost his belt, you mm-hmm. know, cause he refused to report for the draft. Like, uh, Lou Elsinger, you know, became Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and spoke out against the war. I mean, like, the, the, you know, this was, you know, the, the, you know, the Olympics became, you know, a, a part of social protests. And like, I, I don't, I don't know what the NFL did, but I don't remember seeing anything about, I mean, Jim Brown was, was active, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on, on, on these issues, but like in terms of doing anything like they're doing now, I don't, I don't think that was anywhere near, I mean, professional sports is so different now. Like, you know, like oh, you were saying, like, that, you know, people used to have to like, like work in coal mines and sell used cars in the office. I didn't say coal make, mines. I'm thinking of just Chicago so, Bears former players. No one's. I mean, there might be people going back home, but a bunch of them just stuck around and sold, had dealerships in the burbs. Like that's my, that's my the favorite. Smart my favorite football card of all time, because uh, I, I have like a bunch from the from the late seventies. You know, when when I was uh, watching a lot of football. Um, was you know this was a the year after the, one of the Steelers Super Bowl wins, 
and you know like the, basically like almost every like player it seemed was was an all pro mm -hmm. and on and they had these little on the on the flip side you know they had you know the little cartoon about like what this person's interests are like you know they they write with their left hand but throw with their right you mm -hmm. know whatever you know something stupid like that uh and then some of them were actually interesting and the one for jack ham you know the legendary li linebacker for the steel curtain defense of the pittsburgh steelers it, it was like in the offseason jack works in the coal mines and it had like him Jesus. with like a pickaxe you know and everything and i'm like oh my god this is arguably like one of the top five greatest linebackers in the history of a game that's over a hundred years old and he had to work in the coal mines that's 40 nuts. years ago that is nuts <laughs> I was just like, holy cow. And I just can't believe it. I mean, and you know, you tell, tell like, talk about like talking about young, uh, younger fans of the game, tell them that like, yeah. that, that like, not just some schlub, but like player, but an all pro on a Super Bowl champion that they would have to like, not a, not just engage in crap work, but like dangerous work to dangerous to his health work. <laughs> So Jack Hamp, very interesting life. After he uh, ends his retirement from professional football, he goes becomes a radio personality, later hosts shows in Pittsburgh on ESPN Radio, minority owner of the North American Hockey League's Jonestown Tomahawks. So that's pretty cool. In 2017, mm -hmm. he became an advocate of medical marijuana uh, because of the effects of what's happening with a bunch of his uh, former teammates. Mm-hmm. So that's like Mike Web like Mike Webster. Exactly. The, so the Hall of Fame center for Terry Bradshaw in all those years. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool dude. Yeah. Yeah. These I mean these that whole those whole teams. I mean I, I um, by the way, six one, two twenty five. So like I have his body. Yeah. I'm one inch taller. That's I'm yeah, I'm I'm his body and he was a linebacker. Yeah. On um, and a terrifying one too. Yeah. Um like I mean, I don't know, like he did. He, I don't think he was missing any teeth like Jack Lambert, uh, who was on the other side mm -hmm. of him, like lining up. Lambert like seems to be the, a person who could legitimately have starred as like a villain in a serial killer movie, yeah. you know, in, in, in like a grindhouse movie, uh, and like no makeup, right? Uh, yeah, it's the whole team is just like so, you know great and once you even get behind like people you know past people like bradshaw and franco harris and so forth like rocky blyer you know who lined up with franco harris in the backfield he was shot in vietnam like he was a combat veteran who was shot in the leg too and then went on to a, a like a, a really great career you know as a, as a running back in the national football league after being shot <laughs> i mean if anything that seems like great training yeah, like you could probably handle any training camp, any long video session, any recovery, any ice bath if you've been shot in war. Right. So yeah, I'd and and maybe not be intimidated by whether the president says something mean about you or your teammates. You know. So this is the least political in terms of kowtowing year in the NFL in since nine eleven. Yeah. Are you yeah. noticing that at all? Um, I mean, it's hard not to notice like from this year in particular, mm -hmm. you know, like, so, I mean, in addition to just being, you know, like a, somebody who follows politics as part of his job um, at, at, at roll call. I mean, I, you know, like the Redskins dropped the Redskins, right. Yeah. I mean, like the, the, you know, we had, um, you know, 
personnel carriers like going down 17th street, you know, where I live in Capitol Hill, because it's close to the armory, um, you know, taking people to the, to Lafayette park or wherever, um, you know, the, the way the NBA has, you know, been very upfront about like where they are and where their players are. I mean, it's just, you know, and I think that's, that's one of the reasons that like baseball seems kind of disappointing to me is that they're just like, they did the opening day thing where everybody mm-hmm. kneeled in unison and then they're like, okay, we're done. Cool. Right. Um, whereas it's been a part of the conversation with other leagues, you know, in, in the midst of what's actually like some pretty exciting, you know, like sports. I mean, like this, this, what's playing out in, in Florida, not just from a societal level that they, you know, they did everything right. And guess what? Like nobody got infected. Nobody, you know, got hurt because they followed all the protocols that everybody knows works. And then also the basketball is pretty good too, but they're still like, this is still who we are. We're still about social justice. So I watched all of last night's pregame for like a half hour before the start. I don't remember seeing the anthem. And I, I think it, they cut away from it on TV, don't they? I mean, well, that's the, the thing. They they used, it depends on your feed. Last night was Fox, Amazon slash NFL Network. So maybe I don't even know if they're doing it because Chicago's like many of the stadiums has no fans. Mm-hmm. And so if there's no fans and we're not doing the hundred yard flag, what like do we even need the anthem? Do we ever need the anthem? Is actually a better question, but. I don't remember seeing it and I remember going to countless baseball games where you have the anthem and then every Sunday they also play God bless America. And then on special occasions they have the giant flag in the outfield. You know what I mean? Right. They've toned that down clearly because it's empty stadiums for baseball and majority empty stadiums for football. And then the one time that they open with a message of social justice on night one, the chiefs fans actually boo. So I'm trying to remember like I this is this is an unprecedented time. What a yeah. pointless statement. I'm sorry. Every time is inherently unprecedented. That's how time moves. Right. Sorry. I, don't, don't feel bad on my podcast yesterday for political theater. Like I was listening back to the edit and it was too late to do anything about it. But I think I said the word significant like a hundred times. We're talking about, like, <laughs> you know, like, oh, man. All right, let's actually talk about the game itself. Um, (laughs) I thought the Bears were going to lose. I had three predictions at the start of the year. I said 4-0 start. I was wrong. Uh, They were 3-1. I said the Bears would end Tom Brady's career. I don't think that happened, and I said they're going to end the season 8-8. They're at 4-1, so I'm not that far off. And the Bears, I think last night, showed Tom Brady's age more than any team thus far. He definitely had a senior moment at, at the at the end. I mean, he he didn't play that well to begin with. But he didn't play right? poorly I mean, either. He didn't play poorly, but he played like a, a run-of-the-mill quarterback. Like, Trust him. me. He, no, he didn't. He played more. I just came from Mitch Trubisky for years. No, he did not. He played like an above-average quarterback. Okay. But, I mean, he helped out, I think, a, a little bit by – you know, your secondary is not that great in Chicago. And like, you know, I mean, I feel like Brady could, could throw up, you know, a a ball almost anywhere on the field and Gronkowski, like a golden retriever would go find it. He'd find a way to find like, sure. Gronk Gronk is the standout, but they're also one of the most penalized teams. And there was that one series that at one point it was like first and 30. And then there was another penalty and it was like second and 35. It was nuts. And penalties essentially kept them out 
Yeah, that kept them from winning. The Bears barely won that game. And I think Tampa lost that game more than Chicago won that game. Well, I mean, the I, I'm I haven't checked all of the uh, the hate Tom Brady kind of memes, you know, mm-hmm. out there. But like the him him gesturing towards the ref, like it's fourth down now, isn't it? Yeah. No, Tom, it's not. I mean, like that that if 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 nothing else, like yes, everybody can make a mistake, but if nothing else, that showed like that. Um, in a in a time when he needed to come through, he didn't know what down it was. Not n- never mind like you know performing uh, in in the face of a three hundred pound solid brick linebacker coming at you to, to you know to to take out your knees. Like he just he threw an incomplete pass on fourth down, and when he thought it was third down. Okay, uh, but hear me out. I have no idea what it's like to play in the National Football League, but. I'm assuming, Tom Brady does. I'm assuming it's different in 2020 than your previous 19 years in the league when there used to be people there. And this is a this is a serious question. I wonder if the lack of a crowd, the lack of the same type of speed of game is causing these unforced errors. I mean, maybe, but wouldn't wouldn't that happen with with Nick Foles too? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, no, I, that's I, fair. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a lot of sympathy for Tom Brady. You know, like he's he's uh, he will go down as the greatest of all time, if not one of the greatest of all time quarterbacks. Uh, he's rich. He's good looking. He has like a beautiful wife. Like he has the whole thing. Like he doesn't he doesn't need any of our. He doesn't need us to apologize for him because there's oh, not no, no, crowd I'm not apologizing. I'm just I'm just wondering how much the this like weird season is affecting things that otherwise wouldn't have happened. Clearly there's a ton of injuries because there's no, there was no preseason this year. Clearly there's a ton of injuries because people are playing positions because other people are hurt or have COVID. Like there's, this is the giant, the the biggest asterisk season and it has no, it does not matter who wins. Just the circumstances are so out of the ordinary. I, I agree. And, and also like, you know, when, when baseball was about to start and we were podcasting about that and you asked me like, or maybe this was right before baseball. And when they were like trying to figure out like the, how the season would work. And you asked me if you'd rather have, rather have baseball or not have baseball. And I was sort of on the fence and leaning towards like not having it. Mm -hmm. And, and I came around on it thinking like, okay, this is like a good thing to show that we can figure this out. We can adapt you know, instead of like pretending that life's just going to go back to normal Mm -hmm. once we get a vaccine. And I think that one one of the things that seems to be coming through with with football and with baseball in particular is that because of people getting sick, because they're not they're either not willing or not able to do the same kind of like bubble environments that hockey and basketball did is that people are having to adapt and they're and they're having to like, you know, like do things that they don't do. Like you said, like play out of position because somebody's sick mm-hmm. or play on a different day or whatever. And their, and their routines are being disrupted. And it's like, Oh yes, this is, these are multi-billion dollar industries, but it also reduces it back to being a game. You okay. Know, like we, like we, we all had to, you know, like adapt every once in a while. Like, you know, we, uh, you know, I had to like play out of position in little league. Right. Even though like, 
for a, a tall skinny guy like first base was the best option for me mm-hmm. like but let's but if the second baseman got hit guess what i got to figure that out because you know like otherwise there's going to be a, a giant hole there <laughs> so i kind of like that i kind of like people so having you, to adapt you prefer the nfl mlb motto not model model to the NHL NBA because the NHL NBA is like you're not adapting you're you're moving to a safe space versus this is you're living in public and you're going to well, probably no, risk no. the I, lives of I would of prefer people. I would prefer that everybody was safe I would prefer that everybody is in an environment where they minimize the risk of exposure you know for themselves and for their teammates and for their communities but like you know you pointed out that like it's it's, it's a little easier to do that with the NBA, especially, you know, when the people who hold the rights to the television, like, uh, you know, broadcast, like own a, a, a huge part of the facility mm-hmm. <laughs> that you, they want you to play in, in, in Disney World. And oh, also, there's no uh, tourists to go to Disney World yeah. either. Um, so it so it worked out that way. And basketball teams are just smaller. I mean, like even down to the equipment. Right. I mean, like look at the amount of equipment like a, a football player. Oh, hold on. You know, oh, absolutely. Hockey. Hockey, too. Yes. But like the teams are smaller. They're sure, smaller. Sure, and sure, they're, sure, sure. Yeah. But there's but the, that's like saying the NFL can't afford something. Come on. Right. Right. The NFL no, no, could I, afford all of Florida if they want. They could just right. own Florida. Well, and, and I think at one point, weren't they talking about like, you know, going to like North Dakota or something like that and and like, you know, renting out like one of the huge like universities? They should. Like, I, yeah, but it didn't happen. So I don't prefer that they are unsafe, but what I, I like the the way that they have to adapt and I like the way that they have to play. Uh, like, you know, out of position sometimes and figure it out. And also, I do think that this is, you know, you know, this is happening like the NBA, you know, nobody got sick. Right. So nobody had to like, you know, play like nobody six foot three had to play center, <laughs> you know, but, you know, the it's exciting to see baseball games where like the Padres are like, we don't have enough pitchers. So everybody's just going to pitch two innings, you know, mm-hmm. and and, it, you know, at the at the NFL, like, well, you know, this guy's a, um, a, t- a tight end, like uh, maybe maybe we can put him in, in the backfield just to block, <laughs> you know, for, for, for a couple of, of uh, sequences. Um, I just think that's fun. And, and it injects like sort of an uncertainty. And I, you know, I don't, I don't wish anybody, I hope that nobody gets hurt on this, but well, like, too we, bad. A bunch of people are going to get hurt yeah. because of it. And the NFL is too specialized now where people just won't get hurt. Right. It's not how it which was, is, which is too bad, you know? And, and I realize that it's, it's a business and, as you said, it's a full-time job, you know, which is good because we don't want the Jack Ham to have to go down into a coal mine anymore. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I I just I feel like, I mean, one of the reasons I kind of stopped watching the NFL about 10, 15 years ago was it, it had gotten kind of boring. Like everything was so specialized and it just seemed like like a strong wind, you know, could knock some of these guys over because they were so like ripped and like they're like basically turning their bodies into missiles. Right. Yeah. And, and it just, it, it was, it was, it was hard to watch and everybody was running the West coast offense. And it was just like, this is kind of boring. And, and if it lightens up a little bit and you got a little more idiosyncrasy to it. Um, I mean, I, I think it's going to be fascinating to watch Brady because, you know, he, he was able to succeed the way he did because he was in one system, his entire yeah. career with yeah. Belichick. And even as much as 
know, the you know, kind of Dr. Doom personality that Belichick is. I don't think anybody can dispute that he's a brilliant coach. Yeah. They've got the best out of everybody. And so it would, it would have been interesting to see if Brady had left in the prime of his career mm-hmm. uh, as, a, as opposed to the tail end. Cause now it's easy to say like, well, you know, it's like when Namath went to the chargers or whatever, you know, like it, it's like, what, what do you expect uh, at this stage in, in his career? Uh, but I think that he's suffering. And that's no knock on Bruce Aarons. You know, it, it's just that, um, you know, Belichick, I, I don't think you forget it's fourth down in Bill Belichick's like system. I, <laughs> I just want to make it clear that Tom Brady's playing like so much better than Peyton Manning played in that last season with the Broncos and he won a yeah. Super Bowl. So I wouldn't be shocked if the Bucks win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean they—they, they, I think they got to—they got to get some people healthy, and they have to stop like getting penalized for like two hundred yards a game. <laughs> it's easier for the latter. Okay, so I'm asking everybody this question: What will the Bears' record be? I went with eight and eight. They are currently four and one. I, I mean, I think if Foles can stay healthy, I—I I don't think ten six is out. Ten six. All right, we yeah, have two the, ten the, sixes. On that, yeah. uh, do they make the playoffs at ten and six? Last night there was that wonderful Chiron saying the last time the Bears had this type of start, they <laughs> ended at ten and six, and they did not make the playoffs. So, I mean, the, again, I haven't been like addicted to. Oh, it doesn't matter. No one cares. I don't think that they're. I mean, I I think I wouldn't be surprised to see both them and the Packers. Exactly. You know, so, do they make the, make the playoffs? I think so. Okay, I think so. No one has picked them to win the division. Everyone says if they make it at all, uh, they make it. Yeah, I think the Packers. Card. I think the pack. Yeah, yeah, I think the Packers win the division. Uh, who are your picks for the Super Bowl? Who will be in the game? Oh man, I went with Chiefs and Packers with the Chiefs winning. We've had a Chiefs Saints, Saints Titans, Ravens Packers, Ravens Seahawks, Chiefs Packers, Seahawks Packers. So those are our favorites thus far. You know, and th- this is based on almost nothing more than just sentimentality and and wanting to see. You doing a, Saints? No, no. Actually, I I, I would like to see a a, a Chiefs Packers oh, okay uh, game with with a, a replay. You know of you know Super Bowls of your uh, and and you know and have all that like sort of history come up. You know with with uh, because I was I forget. Super Bowl one or Super Bowl two? Yeah, um, you just also yeah. want to see the State Farm Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> who wins that game? Um, again, more sentimentality than anything else. I think I think Rogers like reaches deep and gets. I mean, he's looking amazing. Gets another yeah, gets another Super Bowl win, and then he's like, "Now nah, I'm retired." Ah, that's not gonna happen. I <laughs> I think the Super <laughs> the Super Bowl win is way more likely than him retiring at the end of this year. Yeah, I mean the way he's playing, but I don't know. Uh, he, he, I forgot yeah, to ask he, this. Does Nick Foles end the 2020 season starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears? And you can't say permitting injury. or That's the question, man. Right. Do Is Nick Foles behind the center week 16 or in that playoff game? Yes. Okay. So with Foles. Got it. Yes. I think, I think this is, this is the year that he like, I mean, we, we talked about this a little bit of the game, you know, we're watching the game last night. I mean, he, he seems to be the dude, you know, who like. Granted, the Eagles had the all the best reasons to to you know, 
let him go and you know because Carson Wentz is their guy and Foles led them to the Super Bowl like when you know because Wentz was hurt right and and who knows like it's a, just a purely academic question of whether Wentz would have been able to lead them to then he goes down to Jacksonville like as you said gets paid uh, and then but loses hurt instantly you know, get, hurt get, instantly gets, gets hurt right gets hurt but then even after he gets and and that opens the door for Uncle Rico down there. Mm-hmm um uh Gardner Minshew and who's like talk about a throwback you know kind of <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> like if, if so if the guys in the 70s had Instagram you know like this is this is their quarterback right so is um, he your favorite current player Minshew yeah um I don't I mean he's fun but like and and I could I could listen to him talk but like I I gotta say like there there's something of um just incredibly kind of like classy and classic about rogers yeah you know that he, he's just like i mean i'll i'll watch i'll watch any game you know that that he's you know where he's playing i think i go with mahomes because he's very very good and i like him and i like that he decided to stay in kansas city and now he's like part owner of the royals and yeah yeah i just like him and also yeah, I mean, but the problem is like i really dislike the people that go to those games yeah for obvious reasons yeah, but I like every single person I know that's a Chiefs fan. I like them a lot. Well, and you know who's who's not to say that uh, that Mahomes, who is obviously a transcendent figure on the field, couldn't like help change people's kind of attitudes about you know the 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 society they live in. I mean, like he he's he's been pretty outspoken too, you know, like about like hey, like lighten up. I mean, and, and that's, that's in Missouri, you know yeah. I mean? Like that, that's, this is not like, it's one thing to say that in a place like DC mm-hmm. or New York or Chicago or New Orleans, but like, you know, Missouri is a conservative place, like period. Yeah. Um, and yes, Kansas city and St. Louis are like, they have their liberal tendencies and they're, but they're surrounded by these like seas of, of yeah. red. And um, I don't know that, that, weirder things have happened right yeah thanks for doing this man are you planning are you willing to watch any more football this year oh absolutely cool that was, Any, that was a blast Anytime. um yeah the fact that uh i've figured out how to do this now makes me think that uh i will be doing this more often oh i i mean I, you know the again we adapt right like i didn't yeah. think that i'd be watching my first football game in a long time like outdoors but it was a blast and you know everything's safe and Let's I was it. more worried about like burning down the house and the projector than catching COVID. So, <laughs> yes, yeah, so the the uh, the the wood that you had uh, uh, had had a little firepower in it. 